Hello, my name is Christine Beatty, and this is Senior Beat, and I'm so glad to welcome you to our show today. Uh, with me today as our co-producer is Laura Hunt. She's the program coordinator with me at the Madison Senior Center. How are you, Laura? I am doing great today. It's happy Friday. Happy Friday. We <laughs> like our Fridays. We're very happy to have uh, two experts uh, on our show today from the Division of Trade and Consumer Protection. We're going to be talking about... Um, frauds and scams and ID theft, and we're hopefully going to give you some information that will um, help you to protect yourself uh, from some of these activities. Um, I'd like you to meet uh, Frank Frasetto, the administrator, and um, uh, Michelle Reinen, the bureau director, and welcome to the show today. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Good to be here. It's um, a hard thing to start talking about the kinds of frauds that are, are perpetuated on uh, older people, but you know a lot about that, don't you? It's, we do, and Michelle has been with the Bureau for an awfully long time and has seen pretty much uh, everything there is to see. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, uh, as I've been on board and, and working with the different groups out there and trying to educate and inform them on the different scams that are out there and why they're there and, and what to look out for. What really comes to mind to me is the senior population, the very vulnerable group of individuals in our society uh, who are specifically targeted because they're seniors. And that's, uh, in my opinion, a, a big shame. Yes, and it is. When you consider nationally the, the trends that are out there and how folks over 60 years old are according to the Federal Trade Commission, are, are victims 37% of the time on, on fraud complaints. Yeah. And that continues to increase. So yeah. we try to do our best. And, and thank you for having us on board because this is a great opportunity to try and help educate our senior population. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's very frightening to me. I, I remember one lady coming to me in tears. Um, she had bought $800 worth of cosmetics, and they, she had put them under her bed because she didn't know what to do about it, and she was so fearful, and uh, people were coming after her. Um, so I'm aware of those kinds of frauds. But let's run down some of these scams that are out there. Um, I think uh, a lot of us know about the granny Sure. You know, the the call that the says, grandparents, yes, yes. right. And recently there was a, a victim of that where it was the children were the victim because it was that the parent was in danger and had ended up in jail. But that scam takes on many forms. It can be a phone call or it can be received by email. But it's a threat that the grandchild is unable to make it home from a trip or is in jail or has been injured and needs medical attention. So they need money in some fashion for some reason and so wire me money please don't tell mom and dad because I'm in trouble that's another big plea mm -hmm. keep it a secret and so um, that scammer tends to know a little bit or a lot about the person that they're making contact with whether it be from social media that they piece together pieces of information or they're so creative and good at the scam that they gather the information during the phone call they, they just kind of pull it right out That's of right. you, don't they? They, they do. Just, they know how to work 
right. the person. They take that one piece and then they give you that little bit and then you as the receiver of the phone call give them the rest of the information and they just and, play on it. So and in the, med, in the, in the med, Midwest, we are so nice to people right. on the telephone, yeah. aren't we? We are very nice. <laughs> we are nice people. And so people don't want to just hang up the phone or say, I don't know who you are, goodbye. And that's part of the generational uh, characteristic mm -hmm. of seniors, it's common decency, courteous, nice, trusting. Yes. And those great qualities are exactly what crooks are looking at to try and use to their advantage. And it's unfortunate, but right. that's why we try and tell people it's okay to be rude if somebody is calling you and right. you're trying to get information to go ahead and just hang up the phone. Well, and, and that's another secret. They are calling you. Right. You haven't made the contact, and I think that's important to remember. You know, you start getting involved in a conversation, mm -hmm. and um, you reveal maybe a little bit too much. Well, with right. seniors, too, a lot of times they're very lonely. Yes. So somebody calls and initiates a conversation, yes. and it's somebody to talk, to talk to. It's not They're not thinking in terms of a scam. They're just right. happy to talk to someone. Right. Exactly. But in the case of that grandparent scam, we... For example, we all have passwords, we all have usernames that are very creative in all different parts of our life. Uh, families might want to have their own special password so that, right. you know, if somebody is on the phone and they're unsure, first of all, it doesn't take more than a minute to call another family member to check up on that. But in the meantime, if, if somebody is calling you, by the way, what's the family password? And it's only something that you're all going to know. And you might find out that they don't have that password. Now, you have to keep it under lock and key, of course. Yes, you can't give it yes, out. But yeah. What a great idea. I hadn't thought about that. And, and I've used that. So That's I wonderful. traveled overseas last year um, for a couple of weeks, and I made sure that I gave my parents a password, and they looked at me with skepticism. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. But here, just in case, it, right. you get a phone call and someone's saying, I'm in the hospital. Yeah. I don't want you to worry. This is going to be the password. Wonderful. I love that. Um, this, uh, the other one I'm thinking of, the sweepstakes kinds of things, mm -hmm. the prize promotions that are constantly coming in our mail. Tell me a little bit about some of those that you know of. Sure. Well, unfortunately, we've seen um, children of parents and the parents themselves, the seniors coming in with bags and bags of mail that they have um, subscribed to a, a sweepstakes or they think that mm -hmm. they've subscribed to a sweepstakes. Then you get another mailer. And if you just give us another X dollars, $5,000, $500, you'll end up in the next level of the sweepstakes. And here you can increase your chances of winning again if you just get this. And so a lot of people knew them as the publisher clearinghouse type right. scams. There's the imposter version of that as well. There's other foreign lottery types that you can also receive mailings or emails about. So people are well. actually not just putting little stamps on the letter and sending them in you know, for the books that they want, whatever, with the American Publishers Clearinghouse, they're actually sending money in to participate in these sweepstakes. Or to increase their odds of winning, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Not wow. just to participate, but increase the odds. Or if I buy this many, I get that many more entries type situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's very sad. It can compound. So usually the highest dollar value is they didn't just enter once. They entered again and again over years and years to oh increase their odds of winning. And, and they can, you can get lost in the details on that because it's not that you're necessarily getting the prize right away. It's that you're entering and you're going through all of these levels of Dante's Inferno, basically. Yes. Yes. Um, but any, the bottom line is you never have to pay money 
if you're going to be claiming a prize. Now, that, mm -hmm. that's a rule of thumb, but you, you just need to understand there's no, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably, probably is, is. And, you know, there, these things generally don't happen. You're not going to be getting a bunch of money coming in. Yeah. And you need to be very, very wary of right. that. And lotteries is in that same, uh, mm -hmm. same basket of tricks. Right. And it's right. illegal to play a foreign lottery. So that's another indicator oh. right there. You mentioned the one of if you receive the phone call mm -hmm. um, or receive the solicitation, you weren't out looking for it. Same with the lottery. I mean, it's illegal mm -hmm. to play this. So why do you think it's okay that you want it? Yeah. Type situation. Interesting. Interesting. Charitable donations, another thing. And right now, this part of the year is where we get a lot of those requests. How do you know if they're legitimate or not? Well, one of the best ways is to check them out. So call the Bureau of Consumer Protection and see if we have any complaints against them. Um, we try and keep track of those that are illegitimate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the Department of Financial Institutions also is a state agency that has to register charities that operate in the mm -hmm. state. And then the Better Business Bureau on a national level has um, giving as well, and they, they keep track of things. With the Department of Financial Institutions, they keep track of how the money's spent, so is enough of the money going where you want it to? You can do a full evaluation, not just determine if they're legitimate. But the holiday season is a big time where you will see imposter charities, mm -hmm. pop-up charities, but imposters mm -hmm. trying to take on similar names to legitimate charities. So always, if someone calls, get it in writing, do your evaluation, take your moment in time to think about it, and look at your financial plan for giving as well. Yeah, I think it's such a good point about the idea of taking time. Too. Taking the time, yeah. You know, and getting it in writing, don't react immediately mm -hmm. to a request on the phone or by mail. Take your time and think about it a little bit. Do they usually come via the mail or via phone? Is there something that the seniors should be more aware of, um, even door-to-door -door things? Right now, they come all ways. Mail, you're going to see emails, um, especially if, like, a hurricane pops up. You'll see the, the new hurricane version of whatever email and then phone calls. And if you're talking about international catastrophes that take place, uh, you know, we have the year of, you know, we're, it's a time of goodwill right now. Mm -hmm. And so everybody usually is year-end planning and looking at mm -hmm. what they can provide those less fortunate. But throughout the year, as there are different uh, catastrophes that are out there, we'll be getting the calls that are coming in from people through any uh, any opening, any portal, whether it's your text, whether it's your email. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to hit on a point that you mentioned before, which was don't act right away, which is great year-round advice, no matter <laughs> what. Uh, but a lot of these illegitimate scams are going to be very aggressive in their presentation. And again, that might end up putting a senior in, in an uncomfortable emotional state where in order to just get off the phone, they end up giving information. And that is definitely not something you want to do. We're going to talk about identity theft in our next session, but I see that you've got uh, the Wisconsin Senior Guide, and That's I want to hold right. that up. Yeah. Um, the Wisconsin Senior Guide is a written publication, a booklet. We also have it on our website. You can download it in PDF to your iPad or tablet, whatever device you have. Mm -hmm. um, but it can 
contains a lot of the information about the scams that we've talked here today about, as well as many more, because we could never cover them all. Um, and then it's resource contact information. But the information about what the, the tips are about the scam and what to do mm -hmm. um, and how to avoid them as well. Right. So, uh, And do you have a contact number for that or sure, an email address or what you think might be helpful? Yeah, you can call our 800 number, one 800 422-7128. We're there 745 to 430 Monday through Friday to take the calls if you mm -hmm. want to check something out with us, but mm -hmm. you can just ask for one of these. You can go to our website at datcp.wi.gov and just download it, or you can then link to an email uh, to have it emailed out to us. But as well, that's datcphotline at wi.gov. Right, and we're going to put those on the screen so people can get those, and we'll probably repeat that. You have some interesting little bookmarks yeah. there. So we also have bookmarks that you can just keep with your book as you travel around because we want people to remember this at all okay. times when that phone rings. And there's one on identity theft, um, protecting against scams, and just the general hotline one that just has some basic tips on the back that apply to everything all the time. Yeah, and that's great. Um, phone calls. It's okay to hang up the phone. Isn't it? Yes. That's what we've got to convince people of. Right? And, and not to answer, correct? And more and more seniors, I think, are not answering the phone if they don't recognize the number. Well, and oftentimes you'll uh, find that the number's been spoofed. So mm -hmm. oh, the number that comes in, if, you're, if you have caller ID, you may recognize a number from a local area code, but the calls that are going are, are being spoofed, and so the generating call or the technology is being used to make it look like it's somebody locally rather than a number that you don't recognize. Yeah. So you need to be careful of that. And then to your point, Laura, uh, if you answer the phone and, or, or an, uh, a voice message and somebody says, hit three if you don't want to be called anymore, all you're doing is telling whoever is on the originating side of that that you have an active number and you're going to end up getting more calls. Yeah, that's the other thing I think is important is once you have a call and you connect with that call, my assumption is that you're going to get more calls. Exactly. And the story about the lady with the $800 worth of cosmetic, it just kept coming and coming and coming. And she was just unindated with phone calls after a while. Thank you so much for talking about scams. We're going to be right back. And we're going to be talking about ID theft, another way that um, older people can find themselves in a lot of serious trouble. And we hope to prevent that. Welcome back to Senior Beat. We're here today with uh, folks from the Division of Trade and Consumer Protection, uh, Frank Frasetto, the Administrator, and Michelle Reinen, who is the Deputy Director. And we've just finished talking about in our previous segment about scams, and one that I don't want to forget is the sweetheart scam. Um, tell us a little bit about quickly about that one. 
Well, sweetheart scam, the romance scam, where you're out there searching on the internet to meet a friend or a new loved one potentially, but you get taken by an imposter, really. Um, someone who gets to know you, um, becomes very personal with you, and then starts to shift it into the scam portion, which is they've learned a lot about you, but now they'd like some money. They'd like more personal information about you. They never want to really meet you. They say they want to meet you, but they never seem to be able to have the time or resources or something falls through in order to meet you. Um, they have loved ones in jeopardy that they need assistance with. Um, they have trouble getting into the country. Can you help? But it all ties around money. And unfortunately, Frank and I have spent hours talking with different individuals who've fallen victim to this. And they're so invested in it that they can't hear anyone else trying to help them, really, because they know so much about this person, person. Mm -hmm. and that person knows so much about them. So they it's very personal. relationship, right. very and they're emotional. they're now going to use it. That's oh, right. Very sad. Well, another um, uh, topic we want to really cover is the whole idea of ID theft or identity theft, right? And to think that someone could steal your identity. Um, yeah, how does that happen? Well, that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, first, what is it? Yes. And what is identity sure. theft? It's that misuse and abuse of your personal identifying information. Um, so it's those, it, it's not, it gets into your financial information, but it's your social security number. It's your date of birth. It's in combination with your name. They take over who you are on paper or behind the scenes, sometimes in person as well, because they can go out and get a driver's license and become you. Um, so it can get from one small part credit card to medical to criminal like it's a vast spectrum mm. and, and a huge part of that whole problem is as we were talking in scams how do crooks get to you well computers mobile devices telephone all of the devices that we use are access points to us and our personal information and the really bad part about ID theft is you don't know it until it happens mm -hmm. so you can try to avoid it as, as much as you possibly can, uh, but there are so many access points uh, that you need to try and do your very best to shield yourself. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are successful at doing that, but there are also folks who have taken a lot of steps to protect their identity, and still it has been stolen. Yeah. And you won't know it until, you know, you go through your statements, uh, whether it's the health benefit statements or your bank and credit card statements, and you see some goofy transactions that you know for sure you did not make and you, upon further uh, investigation you realize that wait a minute there's something amiss here yeah. and it's not linked to wealth correct I've heard people joke that well nobody would want my identity I'm, I'm in arrears I have all kinds of bills no because if somebody has that information they can start new credit in your name okay. so your, your arrears are going to be even worse mm -hmm. oh. but it's essentially a new credit if you, even if you're in arrears, if you have health insurance, they can use your identity for medical identity theft. If you have a fine criminal record, they can destroy that. I mean, these thieves are smart enough that they, um, they turn around and sell these identities. They're also going to know this one's going to be good for credit, this one's going to be good wow. for this, and this wow. one's going to be good for that. 
Now, you brought with you uh, the Wisconsin Senior Guide, and we talked about that as having information on scams, but it also has information on ID theft as well. It does, right up front, around page four or five, we put the identity theft, because how do you protect yourself against identity theft? And at the same time, some of the scams, because if your your information's locked down and you're you're in a place of doing that, you may not fall susceptible to the scams either. So, yeah, we have a lot of contact information on how to minimize your mail, how to minimize um, phone calls in here, how to put a security freeze, all tools that you can use to try and control and manage and fight and combat identity theft. Well, Michelle, you said name. That's right. You said social security number. What was the third one? The date of birth. A date of birth. So those are the the trifecta I heard you say. (laughs) Right. Those are the three that if people are calling you on the phone or trying to get that information, you know that something's amiss there. Absolutely. I mean, you you don't really need to give your social security number to somebody who's calling you. That's right. And. We're trying to make sure that we get out and educate as many people as we possibly can because when we look at our top ten list of complaints, for example, ID theft two years ago was number four on the list. Mm -hmm. And in 2015, it was third on the list. And it took a huge jump uh, from 14 to 15. And it's pretty clear that this, in Wisconsin as well as nationally, ID theft is a growing problem and trying to stay ahead of the curve on it is uh, Job one, really. So uh, give us some tips that would, um, now I know that we have a, a shredder at the senior center that we offer to older people to shred their information. I keep getting these checks in the mail. Could somebody use those checks and um, somehow use those to, you know, if they got them out of my garbage can or something? That could be step one, because yep. they'll take the information off the check, your name, address, and information. They'll have some bank routing information on them, depending upon where they've come from. Mm-hmm. If they've come, if they're pre-approved checks from a credit card, yep. now they'll have a little bit of your credit card information, and that's the start of piecing the puzzle together and so, making a profile. So I need to shred those, please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll ask nicely. Um, you know, that's the best um, balance point. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to question. We at home don't shred the entire envelope. We just rip the label portion off, okay, you know, because right. the shredders don't last forever. Yep. And yep. so we do try and minimize because it's time consuming and loud, but right. we need to do our due diligence and get yep. rid of that information. Applications, any pre-approved applications, bank statements, utility bills, because they can take over information there. Um, Yeah, you want to shred all of that account-type information. You were talking about minimizing the amount of or the influx of mail that's coming in. Uh, Folks can try to get off of the pre-approved orders by calling uh, 1-888-5-OPT-OUT, and that will will help minimize, anyway, the, the amount of free credit card offers that are coming in the mail, and I think you had another one, Michelle. Yeah, you can also write to the Direct Marketers Association, and that will um, minimize the amount of mail you get, period, from marketers and everything. So that's just that much less with your address on it that you can stop from shredding and and, recycle as well. And I know some people like to get certain pieces of mail. There's certain places we do business with. When we make that kind of phone call or write to the... um, 
direct, marketers direct marketers association. association, will I still continue to get the things that I want to get? So those, all of it could be, you know, stopped across the board, but you can opt in to those that you want, okay. you know, if there's a particular magazine that you get or catalog mm -hmm. type situation as well. Mm -hmm. And you know that a lot of our adult uh, parents have got reams and reams of this kind of paper, this kind yes, of mail yeah. that's coming in, and yeah. anything we can do to minimize that a little yeah. bit because it's very confusing as well. Right. People can be confused that they're paying something and they think it's a, a, a statement or an invoice that's legitimate and it's not. It looks like it or it's some kind of scammer on it. Exactly. So just be careful. Imposter piece of it again. It's important to note with the opt out one that Frank gave that phone mm -hmm. number, you will have to give your social security number. Um, oh. Because, well, you'll have to give it because it's associated to credit offers, which ties back to your credit report. So they have to connect you. But you made the phone call. That's right. They didn't call you. That's right. That's the difference. That's important because people sometimes forget, wait a minute. This isn't for my benefit. This is for their benefit. You know, so good. Glad you said that. Um, another thing you mentioned, too, I think, was this idea of always looking over your statements. If you use a credit card, always. I um, ran into a situation where I saw this odd amount on my credit card. It was only for something like $1.50. And I thought, what is that? What is that? The next month, it was $400. Because those little tiny amounts we tend to overlook, mm -hmm. and we wouldn't raise any questions about a dollar ninety nine, and and it's essentially a trick that crooks use because they will know if you caught it or not. And yes. So mm -hmm. it may not be a bad idea to save your receipts if you use a certain credit card for maybe groceries or gas or specific purposes. You'll have a nice list of your own receipts. You can make comparisons very easily and not question yourself on did I. Charge a buck ninety nine for yeah. whatever, and if you see those, then you can identify it right away. Yeah. But yes, yeah. watch out for those dollar ninety nine purchases yeah. because that that can lead to something else down the line. Right. Um, like, like the advice of stop, think, and ask. You know, we don't have to make decisions immediately. Right. We can stop. We can think it through. And then maybe we can ask a trusted loved one or a neighbor, what, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. And that makes good sense in this kind of environment where um, there's so many nasty people out there. There's a lot of people <laughs> looking to make a fast buck yeah. at the expense of somebody else. Yeah, they're trying to do that. Go I ahead. say give a little pushback. If they're asking you for information, why? Why do you need it? How long are you going to keep it? How do you secure it? Is there an alternative that I can give you to prove who I am? Um, even when you're making that phone call, sure. uh, how do you destroy it once you get rid of it? And push back and ask mm -hmm. the questions till you feel confident. Then you decide if you want to do business. And is it worth your identity to turn that information over for whatever you're getting in return? Right. And the other idea is to say, um, I may be interested in this. Would you send it to me in writing? I want to have time to review this material and talk to my friends or family and see what they think about it. And if it's legitimate, they should be willing to do that, correct? Absolutely. They'll be giving you as much information as you want because they want to make sure that this is a very good conversation and a very good potential transaction. Right, right. exactly. Anything else or tips on the ID theft that we need to think about? I think the one thing we need to talk about is security freezes. Oh, good. Um, okay. That's a form of locking down your credit 
credit information, so mm -hmm. you can't do any extensions of credit. Mm -hmm. We have um, the paperwork back at the office. You can call our 800 number mm -hmm. and we'll mail you out a fact sheet or it's on our website and it talks through how to do it. It's $10 for each of the credit reporting agencies, but it prevents anyone from taking out credit using your information, Wonderful. and you can lift it when you need to. Wonderful. That's and is that in your book? That's in our book. Oh, hold that okay. book up Good. again. There's I'm going to get that book. So 1-800-422-7128 to call and get the book mailed out to you, or datcp.wi.gov in order to uh, just download it and get right. it today. And then your website. <laughs> Website too is going to be so helpful to some people just so they can review it. I know there's good information. There. Hundreds so. of very specific fact sheets on right. topics. Excellent. Thank you so much for being with us today, and um, I hope that we have not scared you, um, but that we've made you a very uh, confident uh, consumer, and you can feel protected by the information that you got on Senior Beat this month. See you next month.